Warp Radio. We are here. We are live. We are ready to go. Great to be with you today. Today we're going to speak about the three basics. Three basic things to having a good life. You know, without these, life, uh, not too good. Oh, but with these, life, (laughs) very good. So here we go. you are right you're living in America and you're, you're think about it you're part of the elite group that is in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest people you ever think about that sometimes we think about oh all the things we don't have but man we sure have more than most people have and if you're honest about it you have shelter you have food clothing comfort Oh, plenty of entertainment, and we have freedom. Most of the rest of the world, they don't possess these things. So, based on, you know, where you live, um, what you have, what do you think would be the greatest things that God would want you to have? That's the key today. What are the greatest things that God would want you to have. Let's see if we can figure it out. Here's a list of good things to have in your life. There are things that, you know, God wants us to have. Does everybody have them? Mm, Not really. They really don't. They could. They could have them. I think there are things that we could have if we desire them. We desire the things that God wants us to have. But you know, many times we desire the things that we want to have rather than the things that, you know, our God wants us to have. So here are some good things. First Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to begin in verse one. And Paul said, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Oh, if I have the gift of prophecy, And I know all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith, so as to even, wow, remove mountains. But if I don't have love, (laughs) I'm nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but I don't have love, profits me nothing. And then he defines, what is this love he's talking about? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. does not brag. It's not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. That means it's got good manners. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. See, it doesn't keep a scorecard. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And here comes the kicker. Are you ready? Love never fails. I like that. Love never fails. That's something good to remember. 
But if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away. If there are tongues, oh, they're going to cease. If there is knowledge, it'll be done away. But now, here they come. Faith, hope, love. The three basics for a good life. Faith, hope, love. Abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. And you know why it's the greatest? Because when we get to heaven, we're not going to need faith because we're going to walk by sight. We're not going to need hope because we're already going to be there. But love never goes out of style. So God, through Paul, is saying there are many good things that you can have, but these three, oh, they're the greatest. As a matter of fact, if you don't have these three things, you really don't have much. You don't have much going for you at all. So we're going to take a look at them one by one. Faith. What is faith? That which is believed. But you know what it gives you? Conviction. It's that which apprehends spiritual things. We're not talking about faith in a chair that you sit in. We're talking about the ability to understand the things of God. Now, faith is for this present state. Like I said, when we get to heaven, we don't need faith anymore. We'll be in heaven. But it's what we need right now. It's, what we, it's how we live day by day. That's faith. Hope, that's the word elpis. And elpis means a confidence, an expectation, an anticipation. It's not a, a desire or a wish, but it is a confident expectation. It's that by which we view and ex- expect eternal blessings. Hope is a motivator, an inspirer. Why? Because it causes me to look at the future. Oh, here it is. A future, I like this, that's guaranteed. A guarant- Every believer has a guaranteed future with God. So with hope, we pass through temporal things into things eternal. This is what keeps you from sin because it makes you heavenly-minded. Set our affections on things above, not things of the earth. So we've got faith, we've got hope, and here it is, the big one, love, agape, agape love, affection, benevolence. It is a sacrificial love. It's that love by which we show forth God and his virtues. See, this kind of love, it's like reciprocal. God is love, right? First John 4, 8. God is love. And God loved us with agape love and unconditional love. He didn't love us because we deserved to be loved or we did something to cause him to love us. He loves us because God is love. And therefore, when we understand the love of God, how he loves us unconditionally, I think it would be very easy to reciprocate that love and say, God, you know what? I love you too. I love you because you love me. Didn't John say we love because he first loved us? So now, what does this love look like? What does this agape love of God look like? You've got to have a picture of it, right? Sometimes we have a mushy attitude toward love. You know, we make it all mushy and sentimental. But Jesus explains to us what this love toward God really looks like. How do I... Oh, here it comes. Okay. 
We know God loves us because he sent his son to die for us, right? We know that. Jesus is the gift to humankind for the sins of the world. So now we reciprocate that love, we return it, and how do we know that we're loving God back? What does that look like? Well, let's talk about love toward God. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. <laughs> That's pretty simple. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, this is more than an emotion. Okay, this is not mushy. In the realm of God, love is obedience. Oh, love is obedience. Jesus is saying, if this, then this. If you love me, then you will do this. You will keep my word, keep my commandments. If love, then obedience. Right? If you have love for Christ, you will be obedient to his word. So people that, you know, they rebel against the word of God and they say they love Jesus, ain't happening. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Not according to Jesus. Now, in John chapter 21, Jesus goes into a dialogue with Peter about Peter's love for him and what Jesus expects. And in verse 15, here's what it says. When they had finished breakfast, I'm glad Jesus let Peter finish eating first. <laughs> okay, now that we're done eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? probably speaking about the other disciples. He said to him, Oh, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Then tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter said, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Shepherd my sheep. And then he said to him the third time, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? Now, Peter, the Bible says, he's getting grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, and tend my sheep. Now, what do you think the message is here for Peter? I think it is that Jesus loves people so much that he wants love toward, he wants his love demonstrated by telling others about him. That's what I think. I think Jesus loves us all. I know he does. So he wants everybody to know about him. Peter, I want you to go tell people about me. So what does his love look like toward people? You know what it looks like toward people? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be right back in a minute, and I'm going to tell you what love looks like toward people. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you in the Hope Club? Do you get the daily devotional to help you start your day? Because that's what it does. You know, the Hope Club, right? You, every morning, Monday through Friday, in your email box, you'll get a nice little audio file devotional. Get you started off on the right foot. What I'm going to do today, I kind of like today's, even though I did it. That's okay. I listen to them anyway. 
And I'm going to play today's. And if this is something that you like, I'm going to tell you how you can join the Hope Club. I wish you would. You know why? Because it'll help you in your journey toward Christlikeness. So what we talked about in this devotional was getting to know your shepherd. Of course, the shepherd is the Lord Jesus. How well do you know him? That's what we're going to talk about in this devotional. So let's listen up, and then I'll be right back. Well, it's Friday. We're going to wrap up our week in the Hope Club looking at the ultimate quality of shepherding. If you're going to look at the ultimate quality, you got to look at the ultimate shepherd. Who do you think that is? That's got to be Jesus himself. In John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus kind of describes himself as a shepherd. He said, and I know he says it with all boldness and honesty, I am the good shepherd. You know what the good shepherd does? He said, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says, this is how you know I'm good. I laid down my life for the sheep. And he's talking about his crucifixion. Oh yeah. He's going to bear the punishment of the sins of the world upon his body. He's going to lay his life down. And then Jesus compares himself to the one that's a fake shepherd. He calls him a hireling. He said, he who is a hireling and not a shepherd, who's not the owner of the sheep, oh, he sees the wolf coming, and you know, you know what he does? <laughs> he leaves the sheep, and he flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. See, he doesn't care for the sheep. He's just doing a job. He flees because he's a hireling, Jesus said, and he's not concerned about the sheep. A good shepherd has a quality. It's called concern. Concern for others. That's a wonderful quality. You know why? It's a quality found in God. That's God's quality. Oh, he's concerned for us. You know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will never perish but have everlasting life. That's concern. You can't be more concerned than that. So Jesus said, listen, I'm the shepherd. I'm willing to lay it all down for you. You know, that, that makes us that makes us pretty important sheep. We're like prize sheep. <laughs> hey, I know, we're no prize, I know that, but we're like prize sheep. Prize sheep to God. Because the Son came and laid his life down for us. And what a difference. What a difference between those that, you know, they might do good things, but they only do it for what they get out of it. Jesus did good things for what we could get out of it. 
Then he said a little bit, a little bit down in verse 14, he said, I am the good shepherd. Oh, I like this part. And I know my own. He knows who belongs to him. And my own know me. Do you know Jesus in that way? You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I believe. But it's another thing to know him. You can say, yeah, I believe in somebody, but you don't know them. When you know them, it changes everything. It changes everything, doesn't it? Oh, I believe Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player that ever lived. Yeah, but you don't know him. When you know him, it changes everything. Oh, I believe Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback. But do you know him? Oh, I believe Jesus died for my sins. But do you know him? That's the key. He knows you. It's in odd knowing him that we have the confidence and the hope in this life. Just like the sheep that belong to the shepherd. They know their shepherd. They know his voice. They know what he looks like. And they know him and they have confidence and they draw near to him. And when, the, when they smell the wolf, oh, they get close to the shepherd. Because they know the shepherd will protect them. And when they're hungry and thirsty, they follow the shepherd. Because they know he's going to lead them to green pastures and refreshing waters. Because they know their shepherd. That's why we have to ask ourselves today, how much do I really know my shepherd, Jesus? I would encourage you, know him as much as you can. Know your shepherd. The more you know your shepherd, the more hope you'll have, the more confidence you'll have, the less fear, the less worry, because you know your shepherd loves you. And how great to be in a place where you do not question the love of your shepherd. A lot of people do. They question God's love. You know why? Because they don't know Him. And the more you know Him, the more you'll trust Him. And the more you trust Him, the more you love Him. Get to know your shepherd. a great way to start off the day every Monday through Friday start off the day just with a few minutes spending that time with God go to newhopecc.tv that's where you begin click the giving button scroll down choose fund hit radio fill out the amount three dollars we're asking for three dollars a week to keep New Hope Radio on the air hit the submit button and fill out your information and every week, all you have to do is put in that $3. And we're not going to check. Hopefully, you'll be faithful. It's an honor system. We're going to trust you. We don't check who gives and who doesn't. But um, figure, just be honest before God. We want to give you something back. We want to give you a wonderful time with the Lord in the morning. Okay? All right. So if you can do that, that'd be great. And I think you'll enjoy the, the devotionals as well. Okay. Let, what does God's love look like when you show it to people? 
Here's what it looks like. Giving a cup of cold water. Being a refreshment to someone. Going the extra mile. Offering assistance to someone. Forgiving the one that hurt you. You know what that's about? (laughs) Freedom. That's about freedom. You know, forgiveness is freeing. Sometimes people have a hard time with forgiveness because they think somebody's being let off the hook. No, that's not what it is. And it doesn't mean what they did doesn't matter. But forgiveness, it frees the one that was offended because you don't become bitter. Last thing you want to do is go through life with a mean streak, with a grudge. You know, there are people in the world, there are things they just can't get over. And if you're easily offended, and then you don't know how to forgive, oh man, your life, heavy. It's going to be a heavy life. It's going to be a life, it feels like you're wearing a wet blanket all the time. That's what it feels like when you can't forgive. So loving others with the love of God is giving them forgiveness. It also, love also looks like compassion, especially on the poor, just like Jesus. You know, he showed compassion. He did. Was You think there was anybody more compassionate than Jesus himself? I like, think not. He was the ultimate in compassion. He's the role model of compassion. So notice these simple things, right? Being a refreshment to someone, offering assistance to someone, freedom from forgiveness, compassion to the hurting, to the poor. That's what love looks like when you give it to people. So I'm going to leave you with this. We talked about faith, hope, and love. Those are the three basics for a good life. Want a good life? Don't worry about working overtime. Focus on these three things. Faith. Seek to understand spiritual things. Hope. Keep your eyes focused on heaven if you're a believer. If you're not, get your eyes focused on Christ. And love. Emulating God's love toward you. See, without faith, you know what the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, We can't please God. God is looking for faith in his people. He loves faith. When he sees faith in his people, I got a feeling he's like, hey, angels, you see that? These people don't walk by sight. They walk by faith. The angels are like, oh, yeah, man, that's pretty good. Without hope, we can't endure. You know, Solomon said in Proverbs 13, hope delayed makes the heart sick. So we need hope. We need that confident expectation of seeing God. That's going to carry us through. Without love, we can't fulfill the law. What did Jesus say in Matthew 22? Somebody asked him, Lord, what should I do? He said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor. There it is. Love God and love your neighbor. You see how simple the Christian life has become? We don't have to complicate it. We don't have to add all these rituals, and I'm not saying that rituals aren't good and there are 
two sacraments that are important, communion and baptism. But what I'm saying is we don't have to jump through these psychological hoops to live the Christian life. We love God with everything in us, and we love our neighbor. We love people. And who's our neighbor? Well, when Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, it seems like your neighbor is anybody in need, somebody whose path you cross, and they have a need. So you help them. You love them. Helping is loving. And Jesus said, you know what? On these two things hang the whole law. Man, if you, got, if you can get these two things done, you got it all done. It's all done. That's all you have to worry about. Just do these two things. So let's really simplify the Christian life. And here it is. Enjoy the Christian life. I wonder how many people really enjoy the Christian life. Don't make it about all kinds of, you know, obligations. It's a joy. A relationship should be a joy. Hopefully, whatever relationships you have with people, spouse, good friends, even co-workers, it's a joy. That's what makes those relationships so meaningful. They're a joy to have. So when you think about your relationship with God, it should be a joy. It's a joy to have a relationship with God. That's what he wants. He wants us to have the joy of the Lord. That's what we should have in our Christianity. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I like joyful music, too. So here it is. Faith is the foundation. Hope builds on it. Love finishes it. You know, Paul said to Timothy, the goal of our instruction is love. Faith is the course, how you run. Hope is the finish line, what you see. Love is the prize, the attainment of Christ-likeness. Hey, thanks for coming along today. Don't forget the Hope Club podcast. You can join that too. Find it anywhere. All these messages will be in the Hope Club podcast. Go find it anywhere. It's on our website as well. Join the Hope Club. Be part of the club. We'll appreciate it, and I think you'll enjoy it. I'll see you next time.